1: Going off. I like a million dollars. Want to check out that ring? What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise. On. What's up, man?
2: TMZ Sports. Hey, Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guys Mojo Mutati and Edward Lewis. Do not turn your TV off. This is not a rerun. But John ja Morant was investigated last year for assault, guys. Yes, uh, in another, another incident of Ja Morant um, seemingly acting in a way that an uh, NBA superstar should not act. Uh, late last year, Edward, the uh, NBA superstar, the Grizzly superstar, was investigated by police for an alleged altercation
0: that he had with a high school student. Yeah, this all went down at Houston High School in Germantown, Tennessee, which is just a few miles from Memphis, or really kind of in the Memphis area, on September 22nd, 2022. Now, according to police documents we obtained, Ja Morant's sister, uh, who goes to Houston High School, got into some sort of verbal argument with another student at a high school volleyball game at around 7 p.m. During this argument, they allegedly called each other bitch back and forth, and that led to her calling Ja to basically say, get in here and deal with this. Uh, according to the police documents, Jaw showed up with his mom, his dad, and a group of males, uh, uh, adult males, and they all went to the to the student section and basically confronted the kid. Uh, at one point, cops say the the mom, uh, uh, Jaw's mom, turned to the group and said, "Which one of you all called my daughter a bitch?" Uh, at, at another point during the uh, confrontation, the argument, uh, they say one of the people with Jaw uh, pushed past security officers or even police officers and slapped a phone out of a student's hand who was trying to take a picture of Jaw, and then threatened everybody there. At one point, even, witnesses say they thought that man had a gun. Uh, now, Jaw isn't necessarily accused of, of anything super heinous here. He, he's not accused of putting his hands on anybody. He's not even necessarily accused of saying anything to anybody. But uh, according to police documents, uh, the mother of the student who was in the verbal spat with Jaw's sister said she wanted to press charges against everybody in that group because she felt they were all intimidating and harassing uh, 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 her son. Cops investigated, and I was just told this week that they did not file charges. There was not enough evidence. I should also note that they also investigated the, the student who was arguing with Ja's sister, who was allegedly arguing with Jaw's sister, and they didn't find anything criminal wrongdoing there. It's the third time that we know of in the last year, calendar year, that he's been investigated by cops for some sort of wrongdoing or some sort of alleged wrongdoing.
2: And, and there really does seem to be a pattern here. It's not the first time that we've heard of someone allegedly screwing with someone in Morant's family, them calling Jaw and him rolling up with a bunch of dudes and intimidating people and it. it's It sounds like it's his M.O., but it's not something you, again. You can do when you're a guy who is one of the faces of the NBA. It, you very important, obviously. I know you said this. Said he was not ultimately charged, so there's no, there was no arrest, there was no charge here. But look, you have police officers who wrote in a report that they witnessed this behavior. So um, make with that uh, what you may. It certainly seems like something happened between Ja and these kids.
1: Talking about this as an isolated incident uh, of everything we've covered on Ja. This is probably the least menacing. At least there was some honorable intent here trying to come to the defense of a family member as take away an NBA superstar and just call it as a concerned brother. Trying to look out for your family, sometimes a good thing. This was just not handled the right way. Showing up with a posse of of, of men, older men that aren't grade school students, Probably not the best way you wanna handle this decision. Knowing who you are, you know people are gonna film, you know word's gonna get out. This is gonna be a problem. What this comes down to is he's gonna need some veteran leadership here. He's gonna need a guy that has been as successful as him. He's gonna need a guy that's been as successful as him or more successful than him to pull him aside and set him straight. When you're playing on a team where you're the best player, you're the leader, you're the captain, You're not as likely likely to listen to someone uh, who who you're supposed to be leading and and not following. Somebody's gonna need to come talk to this young man, make sure that these accidents don't keep happening and just get his head screwed on straight because if he doesn't, we've seen how these situations can snowball. Mojo, the New York Jets players badly, badly want
2: Aaron Rodgers coming to New York City And some of their star players are leading the recruiting effort. And uh, nobody more so, Mojo, than Sauce Gardner. Going into his second year, obviously, this guy was the best defensive rookie uh, in the uh, entire NFL draft last season. And he is one of, if not the best cornerback in the league right now. And Mojo, he badly wants Aaron Rodgers making a recruiting video. Full court press. And he's using that. Cheesehead that he got last year when the Jets beat the Packers. Watch this.
3: I need this touch, bro. I need to touch you. I need to touch hey, hey, I need your, hey, the cheese. I need to the touch. The touch of the cheese. Hey, when it's going to this <laughs> kind of cheese so Come on. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's gone. gone, man. It's gone, bruh. Gone, man. Ain't nothing we can do. it. Look at the cheese. It's melting. It's turning the cheese sauce, bruh. Look. What Come y'all got to say bro. to A-Rod, man?
2: Huh? Well, the good in, in March out here. Come on, February.
0: February. You see you see what you going to have over here. You feel me? Like, you see what you're going to have over here. Okay. You might as well make that move. Where
3: A-Rod at, man? Where A-Rod? I mean, let's make this happen, man. This is me talking now. I ain't playing no games no more. What do you think, mm-hmm. Mojo?
2: That might—that's probably hard for you to
1: hear, as a former Packer. You you know, just trying to be completely objective here. This was a lousy promo, right? (laughs) Terrible call to (laughs) action. Uh, What a terrible promo! They're barking orders at him. They're talking down to him like Aaron Rodgers is just some follower that's going to listen. Look. Babcock, I'm talking to you completely objectively. <laughs> I have nothing to gain uh, from from where Aaron right. Rodgers goes. You next are not season. wearing a
2: cheese head right now. It is um, a figment of my imagination.
1: This, this is this is a hat. This is a, just a triangle shaped hat that I I like to wear from time to time. Uh, I don't blame Sauce for uh, trying to recruit Aaron Rodgers. Who wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback? One of the best players. In the game today, an absolutely incredible talent for teams that have been struggling. He could certainly be the guy to turn things around for you. We're talking about the uh, multiple-time MVP, but I just – I don't think this was it. Burning the cheese. Everybody likes melted cheese. That's a good thing. Melted cheese is fantastic. I enjoy cheese on everything. I think that's right. just a reason to stay. Again, I just think it was a lousy promo, a terrible effort. And uh, I just personally think the best move for Aaron Rodgers is to stay exactly where he is. Totally objective. Totally objective. Remember that.
2: Coming up next in TMZ Sports, some big John Jones news. Dana White joins the show. And the UFC president says... Do not be shocked if the Stepe Manchic fight is actually the last of John's Hall of Fame career. Yeah, big news, big prediction from Dana White. We're gonna hear from him next on TMZ Sports.
0: If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back, and you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Raguten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
2: Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike Babcock, Mojo, will be back with us in just a few minutes. But it has been a absolute monster week for this man right here UFC 285 was incredible and uh, now we have uh, in just a few days power slap one going down in Las Vegas on Saturday on Rumble Dana White UFC president joins us Dana how are you I'm awesome. How are you, brother? I'm doing great, man. It's Power Slap One. I remember watching 1993 UFC One, and now we are here with Power Slap One. Dana, how excited are you for this?
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm very excited. You know, it's been a long time coming. I've been working on this thing since like 2017, 18. Wow. You know, it was an idea and a concept. Then COVID hit. You know, then I picked it back up and 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 started playing with it again after COVID got over, and and here we are now. We're going into our first finale. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've come to a term sheet with, with Rumble now. We're going to do a two-year deal with these guys. We'll be with Rumble for two years. We're going to do two more seasons of the show and eight live fights over the next two years. And wow. I'm working on season two uh, to be filmed in Abu Dhabi on Fight Island. So wow,
2: I'm looking that, forward to it. You're, st- you're essentially starting a new sport. You know, it's something that I think guys like myself watched on YouTube, but it's never been done in the mainstream like you're doing it here. What's this been like?
3: Yeah, it's 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 been a, it's been very it's been like deja vu of UFC to be honest with you, yeah. um, especially with all the, the you know the people writing stories and negativity. It's exactly the same. It Literally, is exactly the same. Um, but at the same time, it's been it's been fun. I haven't been this excited and energized since probably 2008. So I, I've been having a good time with it, and uh, I'll I'll let you in on my on what I'm, what I plan on doing. So. These guys, we found the best guys in the United States for season one, right? On Saturday, champions will end up being made on Saturday. When I go into Abu Dhabi for season two, what I want to do is bring in the best fighters from all over the world. Russia, you bring in guys from uh, Poland and other parts of Europe where this stuff has been big for a while. You have them compete. Whoever wins, then fight the winners from season one. Then it's truly a
2: world title. World champion. Yep. And you know Dana, you, you talk about UFC 1 being in 1993. Now we just had UFC 285 and how far you've come. You've had hundreds of fight nights. Um, how would you think of 285 and having John
3: Jones back, Dana? It was incredible, man. I mean, it was absolutely incredible and and the way that he went in there and performed after 3 years off. And obviously Grazo and and Valentina Shevchenko, what a fight. And Shawkat and and uh, Jeff Neal Ooh, what I a fight. Just, well, that was incredible. Hey, do you have a date, Dana? I know a lot of people have talked about
2: uh, that July eighth day uh, International Fight Week, uh, UFC two ninety, I believe it is. That that
3: being the day for John and Stipe is is that uh, where you're at? I don't know yet. I don't. I I, I think it's going to take more time than that. But we honestly haven't made it. But we'll see how it plays out. You, you think that's too soon to get the fight done? Obviously, it's that's not much time at all now. I do. Steepa is another guy who hasn't fought in a while. He, you know, he he's got to figure out his personal situation and then get back into camp. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm not saying it couldn't I'm not saying it couldn't.
2: And I hope it can. uh, But most importantly, we we see it at some point. Uh, A lot of people think that John's untouchable now, Dana. That
1: they should. Yeah. Can
2: can A beat? I mean, you know the fight game as well as anybody. Can can Stipe realistically go in there and beat John Jones? Obviously, you can hit somebody and knock him out and things happen. But realistically, does Stipe have a chance to beat John Jones?
3: Here's the thing that makes this so awesome, man, is basically you have the greatest mixed martial artist of all time facing the greatest heavyweight of all time. And I wouldn't be shocked either if, if he fights Stipe and then retires and doesn't fight again.
2: Did, did you see uh, your two uh, guys, Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather, come face to face? Is that real? Yeah, that
3: I, I real. mean, that they really came face happened? to face. I don't. I just can't see Floyd doing that. Yeah, I, I see Floyd rolling up on somebody and doing that. That just—it's not Floyd's style. It's not really his personality. Right, right. I, I thought it was a skit. I, look, if it is, they're not saying
2: that, and and they've both kind of said, "Hey, maybe we end up fighting," and and I'm make not a buying moment. it.
3: No. I'm not buying it. <laughs> when when's the last time you saw Floyd Mayweather? act like a thug and roll up on somebody with 50 people it just that's that's not what Floyd I've seen it this is is, uh yeah I'm not buying it well Dana uh thank you so much for your time as always uh and if he did do that to Jake Paul you know what I mean I I don't believe it I don't believe that it's true I think it's a stunt and uh he just Floyd doesn't Floyd doesn't act like that and if he really did do that to Jake Paul
2: not yeah, there it is, from uh, the man himself, Dana White. Dana, thank you so much. Congratulations on 285. It was awesome. Uh, we cannot wait for Power Slap One um, and all the exciting stuff you have going on now with the future. Uh, that, that's awesome, Dana. Thank you so much for your time, as always. All right,
3: buddy. This guy I keep talking about, he gonna hit me with a hook. He don't have nothing else but a hook. What else you gonna hit me with? What else? What else? That's all he has. It's a hook. He's not a complete fighter. He's not. And that's why when come April the 22nd, I'm going to walk you to the deep waters and I'm going to drown you.
0: And when I hit you with that left hook.
3: What else? Yeah, what else? What else? You're going to see every watch. What when else? I hit you with it, you're going to be like, what? you're on the floor.
1: What else? Sleep. What else? Good night.
3: What else? Exactly.
1: What, what else? And then you're going to wake fight. up in the hospital.
2: What oh else? <laughs> Fighting words there. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike and Mojo. Mojo, of course, that was Uh, Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia uh, just feet away from each other, talking uh, a lot of trash yesterday during the uh, Los Angeles leg of their media tour. Of course, they are fighting April 22nd. It's one of, if not the biggest fight you could make in boxing right now. These two guys have been going back and forth for years. They've been two of the top prospects. They have very different personalities, and they are going to fight in about six weeks. Mojo, after the media event, we actually were fortunate enough to get one-on-one interviews with not just Ryan, but also Gervonta. And uh, as you'd expect, the trash talk, it really didn't cease. Check it out. Obviously, the biggest fight going on in many a years. You're coming in as an underdog.
0: Do you feel disrespected about that
3: whatsoever? Honestly, probably not. I mean, no. they had Muhammad Ali as an underdog with George Foreman and a lot of, even with Sonny Liston. You know, these are the moments that really could define you and
2: shock the world. You can't shock the world if everybody thinks you're going to win. Okay. Or, you know, undefeated. I mean, nah, no nah, I think okay. I was born for this moment. Okay. I was born to be an underdog. Is your
0: mentality and your prep any different from any other fight? Uh,
3: I just work hard and try to, try to uh, furrow somebody. That's it. Can you tell me your current prediction on what you think's going to happen on April 22nd?
1: Uh, I don't see it no other way than a knockout. Okay. Any round? Is going to be a knockout? Seven or eight. Just going to dive into this one and do a little bit of dissecting here. Listen to the individual interviews when you're talking to these guys one-on-one. Yeah. Pretty average smack talk, right? Nothing yeah. too exciting, right? Nothing nothing there that makes you have to see this fight, but when you put them side by side, you can just see the frustration, the irritation, how much they don't want to be around each other, <laughs> and that's what is exciting here, Babecock. Yeah. I, I love to see it. Tank's comment, you're not a complete fighter, All you got is that hook. This is the kind of trash talk that I like to hear because it's practical. It means something. You're not just throwing out these typical empty tough guy threats that are not going to come to fruition. You're actually picking apart someone's game and analyzing their weaknesses, you're throwing that out there ahead of time, uh, which is actually something you can prepare for as a fighter, which of course becomes a Jedi mind trick. You know, the, the verbal, the emotional, the mental battle has begun here and I'm loving what I'm seeing out of this matchup. Quality trash talk here. They're not going after each other's families. They're not pulling up stupid YouTube or Instagram or social media clips. They're dissecting each other's games, and I love every bit of it. I I
2: love it too, Mojo. This is one of those fights, and some fights do need trash talk. They do need you to to, uh, artificially inflate the beef between the fighters. You don't need any of that here. The bottom line is you have two guys who are young. They're in their prime. They have never lost. They are very different and they don't like each other and that part is all legit and uh, I think you can hear it in his voice. A lot of people think Tank Davis, he is a bona fide legit star. People have questioned whether or not Ryan Garcia gets elevated because of his social media presence and because he's a handsome guy. Let me tell you something, Ryan is 23-0, 19 knockouts. The guy has never even come close to losing a fight and he is legit and I cannot wait until April 22nd when these men do battle. Cannot come fast enough. Mike and Mojo, Mojo, um, reason number 74 million why it's great to be Floyd Mayweather. Huh. The fifty and oh legendary fighter Mojo just hooked up a Rolls Royce Mojo. Not any ordinary Rolls Royce though. This is a stretched out limo that he hooked up, and it's incredible, Mojo. So um, uh, Floyd, May- yeah, seriously, Floyd Mayweather went to his uh, trusted car guy. Obi Okiki, aka Dr. Bugatti, and Obi really hooked this thing up. So Floyd spent about hundred and eighty thousand dollars, Mojo. Now he'd had this uh, stretch limo for for years. Actually, had it uh, stretched by ten feet some years back. But he said, "Hey, this thing, this thing needs to." And he's watching Top Gun. That's a 45-inch TV inside the uh, car, Mojo. So he gets this thing stretched, spends almost $200,000. He, uh, and I I understand this is not going to be popular with everybody, but he spent $42,000 on mink carpet in the car. He got custom wood uh furnishing in the car, custom the money team wood. Um he got uh again the, the large TV, a two thousand watt sound system. This thing is hooked up so much mojo and it I don't know, it looks awesome.
1: He just brought his Rolls Royce limo in, said hey I need to extend it ten right. feet, can 10 you feet bigger. can you cut it in half and add a few more seats <laughs> in the middle, sew it back together <laughs> yeah. when you're done. So he did This thing is absolutely ridiculous. A Rolls Royce Limo, did you even need to say what's in it after that? I think I that pretty much does the trick. Love the fact that he's got Top Gun 2 in it. That movie was incredible. I, I saw honestly, it three times in the movie theater, Mojo. Dude, yes. I've seen it three times in the theaters. I've yes. seen it probably 12 times on a plane uh <laughs> any kind of turbulence you don't feel so bad watching. I didn't care for the first one, I'll admit, but the second one was fire. Either way, rolls in watching Top Gun 2 in a Rolls-Royce limo. I, I wouldn't mind that evening. No, I wouldn't mind
2: that either. We're going to have to talk offline about the uh, the, top, the diss of Top Gun, the original. but uh, we, uh, We're Terrible. unfortunately out of time. <laughs> we got to go, Mojo. Uh, we got a big show on Monday. Uh, there is a war of words going on between, well, not a, really a war. John Jones fired on Francis Ngannou, who had some pretty vulgar things to say about him after he defeated Cyril Gannou at UFC 285. Mojo, we are actually going to talk to the Predator on Monday. He is going to respond oh. to... John Jones and maybe even Dana White. Dana White had some stuff to say about Francis Ngannou. We're gonna hear from the Predator, Francis Ngannou, on Monday. Mojo gonna be pretty awesome.